1: What is good, everybody? Welcome to episode 32 of the Ginzer's Podcast. I'm Morgan Ertso here with my co-hosts, Jordan DeFigio and Samantha James. Welcome to the hell carousel where you can never get off, not even if you have to pee. How are you guys feeling today? Happy holidays.
0: Yeah, they're happy for sure. Really happy. I know you just welcomed us, but can you also um say goodbye because i just would like please i i don't <laughs> want to be here that's anymore. all we have for
1: you today guys thanks for tuning in <laughs>
0: just call it
2: <laughs> we'll I mean, uh, we'll see you guys next week for the browns game it's yeah. basically
1: what the steelers did on sunday <laughs> walk in yep. walk out right like that's pretty much yeah. all that happened um i don't want to recap the game this week guys and i if you re- if you came here looking for a game recap I'm very sorry to disappoint you also seek therapy because no no one wants that no No one wants that Mm. Let's talk very quickly about the news of Monday. Two big things happened. Adrian Clem, offensive line coach, was relieved early of his duties. He had been hired already. It was a done deal to go to the University of Oregon to be the offensive line coach and the run game coordinator and the assistant head coach. Okay. Good luck, Bob. Three (laughs) titles. Um, And Mike Tomlin told him today, you know what? Get the fuck out. So he did that. Um. Is that a result, do we think, of the lack of growth we've seen on that line, especially in that ass-kicking on Sunday?
0: I mean, I think if he was doing a good job, they wouldn't have let him go early. Uh, so, I like, I don't know if it was a direct result, but I certainly think that if he had been competent at his position, they would have held on to him through at least the remainder of the season. So it's not a good it's pretty damning that that right. they were like, ah, you got that job for the college season that doesn't start until next year. Yeah, goodbye. Go You go have fun. Um, See so ya. Yeah. It's Not good.
2: It's hard to watch for, for a lot of reasons, right? Um, Kendrick Green being a main focus of that line. Yes, he played guard in college and he's transitioned to, into the center position, but he's, gotten, he's regressed. Any, like, hope that we had for him playing in that center position, he's gotten worse over the season. And they still have him in that position. I know that they did swap him out on Sunday for J.C. Hasenauer, but, again, it's, like –
0: Too little too late.
2: Yeah, it's a little late.
1: Like, eh, um. So do we – that being said, do you see the Steelers moving green from the center position next year and possibly drafting another center or bringing in a veteran? I mean, he has to move away. from that
2: position. Yeah. I I can't watch him play center anymore.
1: Um, I feel like if we leave yeah. things yeah. the way that they are with Kendrick Green snapping the ball, mm-hmm. I think that that is virtually resting on their laurels and saying, you know what? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. We drafted him for this position. We're going to stick with it. Rather than saying, oh, shit, we made a mistake. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. put him where he is more comfortable and capable and competent at Great. the guard position. We will see. Another thing that happened today, uh, news came out that Deontay Johnson in a presser said, Mm -hmm. I'm sick of people talking badly about the offensive line. If you want to talk shit, you come out here and do their job for us. I'll try. try Um, Um, I'll 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 give it up off the
2: ground. I don't see any of you assholes doing that.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I was a
2: little. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, go
0: ahead. I No, I, I just like, I guess, what is he supposed to say? Like, it's right. one of those situations where if you take shots at the offensive line, then you're not going to be very popular in the locker room. But if you like, again, it just comes back to why are you going so extreme in one direction when you could just play it conservative and hold back a little bit? Like you don't have to be so like defensive of the offensive mm. line. I don't like they're, <laughs> they're not worth defending. So right. you, while you don't have to throw them under the bus, you can be diplomatic in the way that you respond to that kind of criticism because it's absolutely warranted. I right. don't think that anybody in their right mind would say that what people are, the way that people are talking about the offensive line is – Inappropriate. They're they're just ass trash awful and they deserve to be critiqued. And I I get that they're your teammates, whatever. Like I I appreciate that he wants to stand up for them, but I feel like that's kind of a straw man argument. Like, why don't you get in there and do it? Obviously, we're not gonna fucking do it, dude. Like, I can't play, (laughs) I can't play offensive line, I can't play guard. Like, but when Like, just like I can't paint, but if I see a shitty painting, I can recognize it and be like, that's terrible.
1: Uh, Did a a, kindergartner do that? That is a great analogy. I've never heard that before, but we need to start using that more often because it is a great analogy. It was shocking to me, particularly because it felt so out of character for DJ. Mm -hmm. It really did. He's not one to really ever say anything brash or mm-hmm. or make any like snippy remarks like that. I could mm-hmm. see Chase Claypool saying something like that, right. DJ. Yeah. Like that's a stretch, and I think that it really shows the level of frustration on this team for DJ, who who had a frustrating game himself on Sunday right. to yeah. come out and say something in defense. Of the o-line and kind of snapping at the media and at fans so found Mm -hmm. that kind of interesting um like i said guys we're going to get into the episode but we're not going to be recapping the game we decided again to take some questions from twitter you guys had some really good ones this week so we'd rather do Mm -hmm. that than relive the horror that was sunday afternoon if you're all with us stick around we have a lot of a lot of good questions so Mm -hmm. let's jump right in Question one, Hooch89, who asked like four questions and we took two of them because they were very good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hooch89 asks, has Terrell Edmonds done enough to earn a new contract next year? What do you guys think, Jordan?
0: I think he's done enough to earn a new contract. I'm not sure if he's done enough to earn the type of contract that he thinks he deserves. I don't know what his price point is. And just based on the way that players in the NFL tend to overvalue themselves, Mm -hmm. I feel like his asking price is going to be a little bit more than what he has earned. However, that is not to say that he has not made significant improvements and has not helped this team tremendously because he has. He's done a lot in the secondary in his game. He's he's just grown a lot as a player, and I really hope – that both sides can reach an agreement so that he can resign in Pittsburgh because I think that his development trajectory is going upward. And I I think with guys around him who can actually make tackles and do their job, I, I feel like he would play even better when he's not having to do a, more than he should be having to do that those are my thoughts at least
2: yeah yeah um i echo all of what jordan said hundred percent agree um would love to keep him on the team but again i at what cost that's going to be I- the question
1: and, and I agree. I think that he and Minka actually complement each other very well in that mm-hmm. secondary. I like them playing together. I like how they feed off of each other. And we have seen what Minka has done mm-hmm. for Edmund's game. We really mm-hmm. have. There's mm-hmm. a reason the Steelers didn't pick up the fifth-year option on him and whether that is because they wanted him to earn his way into that second contract this year and like see what he would do in a contract year or right. whether that's because they don't believe he's their guy – um, we have yet to be, it's yet to be seen, but yep. I do think that the Steelers wanted to see him play for a new contract. And I think he's done that. I think he's going to, I think we've re him. Um, I agree, Jordan. I don't think it's going to be for the big, the big money that he the possibly money. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. especially like, be, think, put yourself in his shoes real quick. Mm-hmm. You made a significant jump this year mm-hmm. in productivity. Whether yep. people want to admit it or not, this is right. the best year that he has ever had and it's by a long shot. So if you're in his head, you're like, shit, like I stepped it up. Like I'm going to make mm-hmm. so much money. Like I earned this shit. Super reality, similar to Bud Dupree situation. Right. It mm. is. You know? But Edmonds is not going to pull that big money on the open market. Right. He's yeah. just not going right. to. He's not he, – he, he's not as disruptive as Bud was, and he didn't right. make the leap that Bud did. And he and Bud had a couple years where he was playing amazingly. Edmonds has mm-hmm. just had this one. So we'll yeah. see what happens. I think he gets a second contract. We'll see. Question two, who yeah. JD9 also asks, Do you feel the issues in run defense are simply down to injuries of Aluolo and it, Or are there deeper issues with the scheming, Sam?
2: Oof. I, both can be true. Um, I mean, those are huge, huge losses on the defense. So I don't think there's a way to just jump over those and be like, oh, those don't play any part in it. They're huge. Um, Both of those guys, especially on the defensive end, are leaders and captains of the team in in a way that, you know, um, you hear the way that players talk about them, the respect that they have for them. So I, I definitely think that it plays a huge part into it. I also think the scheme, it's hard to watch. Every mm-hmm. week, you know, we're like, we have no run defense and nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's, it's
1: the lack of adjustment. It's the lack mm-hmm. of adjustment. Right. And we It's see frustrating. It week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And you can't mm-hmm. tell me that the lack of adjustment, because when they finally do adjust, it's late. Right, we've seen mm-hmm. them adjust it. They're they're not incapable of it. Right, but the lack of doing it on time and successfully on time is not solely a personnel issue. Right, that is a scheming yep. coaching issue. Jordan, mm-hmm. I would agree that it's it just it seems like
0: uh, obviously these two guys were critical pieces mm-hmm. in in their scheme against the run, but it seems like Keith Butler's defense was existing this the scheme still exists in a world where alu alu into it never got hurt like they they're out they've been out out. all season long so yes lack of adjustments it's like i and you can't make up for their level of talent but you can adjust based on the fact that you don't have it there and Mm -hmm. The, the where they're putting guys on the field and the types of plays that they're trying to execute and the fact that they always just seem so caught off guard by everything that the opposing team throws at them. It's like, did you do any studying of film at all this week? What, are, what, what did you think was going to happen? That they right. were just going to roll over and let you sack the quarterback every play? Like, right. I, it's...
1: Free play, everyone just take my homes free, like whatever you want to do. Like that was never going to happen. What are you doing? Sorry, there's a fly. Um, (laughs) that's kind of what I want to do to the Steelers just like swat them,
2: get them out of Um, here.
1: I I just feel like you look at how they played the Chiefs yesterday, or I'm sorry, on Sunday because this is airing on Tuesday. Um, You look at how they played the Chiefs and their defensive plan for that game. And you just have to wonder, like, yes, it is a scheming issue 100%. Playing soft zone against Tyreek Hill is not a thing. It's not ever Mm going to work. But we also don't have the personnel to play man against Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill. So it's like, it's just a mismatch on all levels and every single injury that we have taken this season tj being significantly hurt at, sp- uh-huh. at sporadic points is really hurting us and that doesn't even take into consideration Alu and ty and uh to it being out a mm-hmm. majority of the season um are we worried and this is a total sidebar are we worried about tyson's ability to stay healthy because this is the second year in a row we've missed significant time from him
0: It's becoming a concern, I would say. Um, I love the dude,
1: but is is it something to be worried about?
0: Yeah, probably, probably. Whenever you have consecutive seasons where you're out for any extended, substantial amount of time, yeah, yeah, it's not good. Uh, It's not good for him. It's not good for the team because obviously that drives his value way down Mm -hmm. uh, if he's unable to stay healthy Um, and – that for the team it's like what do you do you can't bank on him being there if for two years in a row he's been out for the majority of the season or at least a good chunk of it and so uh, yeah I don't know I really want to see him get healthy and stay healthy but there are definitely question marks around that I wouldn't say throwing the towel on him yet but it is a cause for some concern
1: agreed I agree. Uh, question three. Primani Bro one asks if corral or picket or enter your favorite quarterback in the draft here are available do you pull the trigger and and bring Ben back so we have a rookie but we also have Ben they're learning from Ben they're sitting out a year or sitting out half a year however this thing is going to work or do you feel that you need every single pick to shore up both lines and go with Rudolph or Haskins and grab a quarterback in the 23 draft or are you looking at bringing in a free agent i.e. Wilson or Rodgers Jordan, start with you. Um, I
0: It may be some of my bias here and the fact that I don't really know, uh, like I don't follow college football a whole lot. I follow Pitt right. very loosely because they too have uh, have had a habit throughout the course of my lifetime of just really over-promising and then very much under-delivering. So I've just kind of learned to stay away from college football to avoid more pain for myself. But I think that if if Kenny Pickett can continue to play the way that he did in his last couple of years at Pitt, he really does have the potential to be a franchise quarterback. However, if you're going to draft a guy with the intention of him becoming your franchise quarterback, Uh, you really do have to do everything possible to give him a cast of characters around him that will support him and not weigh him down. And it's really hard to say, like, go either with the the high draft pick on quarterback this year or go all in on building up the line. Because it's like there, as we've talked about throughout the course of this season and on Twitter even – there are so many issues on the roster and also within the organization's management and hierarchy that it's really difficult to pinpoint one thing Mm -hmm. that would fix all the problems. There's no one silver bullet. And I think like, I, I don't, know what I want them to do and that's good because I don't get paid to make those decisions I can correct I can speculate I can dick around whatever I would love to see Kenny Pickett play for the Steelers if and like there was a huge like we we caught the tail end of the gap between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. it's really hard to find franchise quarterbacks it's it's oh yeah virtually impossible like, I mean,
1: and this is like pushing it because we are not the Browns, but we have seen the Browns uh-huh. try to find their guy.
0: Yeah. We right.
1: have been around for that whole disaster show. dumpster yes. fire that yes. has happened in Cleveland for the past three decades. Like we've been mm-hmm. around for it. So you look at that and it becomes painfully obvious that if you have an incompetent front office, which is honestly like, it kind of feels like what we're glaring at, like down the stretch uh-huh. here. Yep. It, it kind of feels like that. If you mm-hmm. have an incompetent front office, finding a franchise quarterback is virtually impossible right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and I know Mike Tomlin has said, I don't want a rookie quarterback. Listen, buddy, oh, you're going to have to have one at some point.
2: Like, yeah. who do you you're think not, you
1: are? You're not just going to get free agents veterans forever right like you're yeah. at some point you're gonna have to draft a rookie quarterback it's right. just how uh-huh. it's got to be right. um I don't know if he's like trying to play mind games when he says that or what but like
0: who knows on. anymore
1: here's um, the thing,
2: even if we did get Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and you stick him behind that line yep what right like and then in what the- you spend all this money on a an, on a veteran quarterback who's going to require veteran pay, uh-huh. and
0: then for what? That yeah. offensive line, that defense, even like, right? Who out there gives or appears to give two flying fucks besides Cam Hayward and mm-hmm. T.J. Watt and Minka and Joe? Like you can't have four guys on defense being the only ones who are trying. Every single down like it's just it's a cacophony of errors and mismatches and issues. And however, though, you could argue like looking at what the Browns are dealing with right now, they have a pretty solid roster assembled. And I think Morgan you even tweeted this, but like we're seeing the way that they're being weighed down by their lack of quarterback talent. And it's. You need a complete roster in order to be competitive in the NFL. It's why the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl last year because they didn't have a line that could protect Patrick
1: Mahomes. Yes. And and did that not show the Steelers and everyone in the NFL the importance of a good offensive line? Did that game not prove it? If anything, like if you guys somehow forgot that it's important – to have a good offensive line, did that game not like shore up that fact? Uh, well,
0: what you're what you're failing to consider is that the Steelers brass is smarter than everybody else. Right. They know course. everything. Everything. Yes. everything. They can't be taught because they already know it. Yes. And they learned it. And they don't need to do it because they're better than that. You know, right. I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of glad that I got the permaban because
2: I feel like <laughs> Every time I did get on Twitter three insers today, it was just ass trash. Like, yeah. a mess. Oh, it's Twitter been a has mess. been a
1: dumpster fire today. <laughs> yeah. You just are not missing out on anything. I have barely been able to communicate with people because people are – it is D-Day on Steelers yeah. Twitter. Oh, like, yeah. the, the, there's sure. no logic being are, employed. No. Is Signs it of the apocalypse. Is it Facebook
2: of Twitter right now?
1: It, it's much. absolute yeah. ass trash. Um, mm-hmm. But – Going back to the offensive line, I just want to mm-hmm. say you look at this line this year and you see just how green they are, right? Like you mm-hmm. see their incompetency and you see the growing pains of this line so clearly. Mm-hmm. And you wonder in training camp throughout the year, we have 11 million that we are allowed to spend and we haven't spent it. Like, what mm-hmm. makes this team think? This is the line that we need to put on the field every Sunday. And it hit me the other day. Yeah. It's because in practice at training camp, they're going up against our defense. <laughs> like oh my god our terrible defense our terrible front seven of and course. it all makes sense and it yep. all makes sense because every week they're like we got to be better we got to be better and then they take the field on Sunday and you expect some scent like semblance of improvement or something and you don't see it and you realize it's because oh they thought they were good because in practice uh-huh. they played well against this defense but both sides of the ball are terrible
0: yeah it's, it's unbelievable, but that's a very boom. good point because, right? yeah. But again, no yep.
1: adjustments. No, no frequent no adjustments. adjustments. There will never be adjustments. Too much to ask. Question four. MD Bergen asks, uh-huh. what should be the Steelers' number one offseason priority? Sam, start with you.
2: Uh, number one, um, competent personnel because clearly we are lacking that and it starts at the top.
1: So, like coaching personnel,
2: coaching has to. I mean, I don't even know if coaching. I mean, the Rooney's like, how do you sit here and watch us and be like, yeah, this is a this is a good fit for our team? You know, yeah. I, you guys I know where I'm going today.
1: <laughs> you said you said Roonies and I just I saw something today that I that I want to mention because it's food for thought for everyone. We harp on this show a lot about. Mike Tomlin's incompetency in hiring his assistant coaches and his coordinators. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. talk about this a lot as that's his major downfall, right? Right. Someone said something today about it being a Rooney thing, potentially being a Rooney thing, an art to thing Mm -hmm. that this is the pool that you are allowed to hire from within. Pick. Internal hires. Mm
0: Mm-hmm
1: cheap hires. Right. Yes. So that being said, how much latitude is Mike Tomlin given hiring his entire staff? We don't Mm -hmm. know. We don't know. We can speculate. We don't know. This whole time, I've been placing a lot of blame on Mike Tomlin for the lack of ability to hire competent coordinators. Is it on Mike Tomlin? Yeah.
2: I guess for me, if I was put in that position, I mean, I work in management right now. And if I'm put in a position where my job's like, you know what, all these qualified people for this position, but we're going to go over here to this list of people because they're really cheap. It's like the results that you're going to get. I mean, you have to know that they're not going to be what you're looking for. You're hiring people that don't have the qualifications for the job that you want to hire for. Because right. you want to save some money. like mm-hmm. And
1: and, but, and you know doing so that you're not going to win right. as much. Right. But you also know because you are the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's mm-hmm. not going to put you on the hot seat. So like mm-hmm. what are we doing? We're just saving art to money at this point? Mm-hmm. Like is that right. what this is about? Right. And I I hate questioning the Rooney's. I really do because for so long they, they have been a great family owner. Right. But you have to wonder after years and years and years of coordinators who have not panned out what the heck mm-hmm. is going on. Yeah. You have to wonder. I mean is it, there, Tomlin or is it above his pay grade?
0: Yeah, and like I feel like you with even even just with family owned businesses, you see this pattern a lot. And I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily saying that this is what's happening, but the father starts the business and the father runs the business really well. And the son sees the father run the business really well. And he wants to take over and do justice to the family name. However, because the son of the father who is the son of the father is a little bit further removed from that, Mm -hmm. there is a bit of a disconnect. And sometimes like once you get to that third generation of family ownership, that's where the business can potentially start to deteriorate. I'm totally not agree. saying it's deteriorating, but I'm saying that there is a disconnect. And honestly, I think the Steelers' number one priority in the offseason needs to, like, they need to take a page, a page out of the book of Alcoholics Anonymous and admit and acknowledge they have a problem. Yeah. Like, you're Take not- a page
1: out the book of all of your fans.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> we would know. Please. <laughs> acknowledge that you have a problem like you're never going to become a good competitive team consistently again until you look at what you have and say this is not going anywhere and what i'm gonna just go i'm gonna pull out my soapbox and step on it for a second and get really pissed off because yes of course I am so grateful for all of the many years that the Steelers gave us competitive teams, Super Bowls. Yeah. They, they won six. Great. I was alive for two of those wins. I it, like excellent. Like they, they were wonderful moments. I had so much fun watching them throughout mm-hmm. those playoffs win those Super Bowls. Awesome. But what kind of fucking fan are you if you were like, that's good enough for me. All I care about for the rest of my life is that they don't have a losing record in the regular season. Of course, if you care about the team, you want them to win it all. And there needs to be a level of accountability. You guys are getting paid more than I will ever see in my lifetime to play a game, a game. If you are not winning the ultimate game for the trophy that is atop this entire game Mm -hmm. then you're failing you are failing it's not a winning season and if you are able to find moderate success in the regular season which okay great you're seven seven and one can we even consider that moderate success because it's been a miserable train wreck to watch what is the goal for the Steelers what is your purpose what are you trying to do and is the team that you have helping you achieve that goal that's what they have to figure out this offseason yep and if they can't determine okay winning records in the regular season are not enough then we're not going to see any change because this is good enough for them so you're exactly right thank you
1: i applaud you bravo preach i love the soapbox I do too. It's my favorite part of every episode. But I will say, if they are incapable, if Art Two at this point, because that's whose feet this ultimately falls at. If he is incapable of looking at his team and acknowledging the weaknesses, acknowledging his weaknesses, looking at his business plan and saying, oh, I'm a businessman. Let me acknowledge my weaknesses. That is a flaw. That is a personal flaw and he needs to get people around him who can acknowledge the weaknesses for him because if you're mm-hmm. not strong enough to look at yourself and say this is where I'm failing you have no business running an NFL team you don't period right. spot on because yeah. there is so much change year after year in this league you're getting new players mm-hmm. you're getting new coaches teams are changing you you cannot say Oh, I'm doing everything right. This this is a this is a problem that's beneath me. No, at some point you are culpable, and I think that point has come, mm-hmm. and that's the goal for the off season. Question mm-hmm. five: Coach Dahl asks, "What steps are needed to have a rebuild similar to the Patriots this year? Keeping in mind, lots of the pieces in place, good or bad, are within their first three years in the league. I think that this is a really, really tough question to answer solely mm-hmm. because." We don't run a team like the Patriots run their team. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is not a Bill Belichick coach. They are polar mm-hmm. opposites. Mm-hmm. When a rebuild like that, it's going to start from the top, and I think all of us agree with yeah. that. It's more well, of what we I just
0: say. Said.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that um, rebuild
0: happened because Bill Belichick, who won six Super Bowls, let's keep that in mind. Uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, contrary to what some people on Twitter believe, has only won one. He's been to yeah. two. He's only yeah. won one. Bill Belichick won six of these rings and yeah. watched his teammate and partner in crime, Tom Brady, scamper off to uh, Tampa Bay and win another one. And he was like, F no, not yeah. doing that again. You're and right. he like he's willing to do what it takes to win, not be right. And he mm-hmm. is, yep. It,
1: and the it, Patriots yep. spend, look at the way they spend money. That mm-hmm. is in stark contrast to the way yep. that the Steelers do business. So unless – That changes too. I mean, we're asking for a lot here, guys. Like we're asking for a lot of change in one offseason. It's it's just probably not going to happen in the same Mm -hmm. manner that the Patriots were able to just quick turnaround on that team. Um, Question six, Ohio Aloha asks, this is my favorite question of the entire show. How do we get Joe Burrow? And she does not mean sack. She means get him on the team. Mm. How do we get Joe Burrow?
0: Oh, my God. This is so easy. Uh, remind him he lives in Ohio. <laughs> Pittsburgh is not in Ohio. He did so. just
1: say publicly <laughs> how boring Cincinnati is. He did yep. just say there's not anything to do here, so I'm not worried really? about going out and getting COVID. <sighs> yeah. He did say, And we know how much better Pittsburgh is than Cincinnati. I think yep. everyone knows that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I- just – grow a mustache
2: dye your hair blue and call your coach a cracker and then you'll be released and you can come play for the
1: Steelers. threaten to punch there your you gm know. in the face yeah this uh-huh. is a great idea perfect love it. antonio brown that's oh, so all you uh-huh. literally have to do ab <laughs> i have we have plenty
2: of videos to show him a, B mm-hmm. wrote he gave you the blueprint joe he
1: gave you the <laughs> yep. blueprint come on it just twice. follow it it's a road map and oh my god.
0: google it. Yeah. You, it we are so much better for you than she is come come here please
1: it's like we will love TikTok. you so much more please don't be in love with someone else. <laughs> i want to sing that to oh joe god.
2: burrow in my shower you know what All we right. can film yeah. that in pittsburgh okay
1: oh i love it yeah. yes let's do it oh my All god right. I, before we wrap this thing up, guys, I want to update everyone on our jersey giveaway. Um, We, people are still making like small donations here and there, but for the most part, we have wrapped it up. We officially raised $2,300 to purchase jerseys for the kids at Pittsburgh Children's Hospital. Um, I cannot thank you guys enough for the contributions that you made to this cause. It's our first year doing it. We kind of, got a slow start with it, but everyone really, really stepped up and I'm just so excited and happy that we were able to make this happen. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not able to drop off the jerseys in person because of COVID protocols at the hospital, which is a slight bummer, but we totally understand. So we have to purchase the jerseys and ship them to Pittsburgh Children's, which we'll be doing here shortly. I am talking to a few outlets about getting a bulk deal so we can purchase even more jerseys for these kids. So we will keep you guys updated, but I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Um you guys are freaking awesome.
0: No, I want to cry. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been it's been really incredible to see the support and we we really appreciate what you have helped us be able to do for these kids. Um yeah. yeah we're really looking forward to being able to get those to them. So thank you for that.
1: Absolutely. Um, Second thing, we will be at the Stiller Gang tailgate for the last home game of the year, potentially Ben's last home game ever, uh, against the Browns on Monday night on January 3rd um the tailgate is in gold lot 1b that's a new location for those of you who don't know um tickets are available on eventbrite currently we have a link on our twitter page but we'll pin it at the top just in case you missed it um come hang out with us mike mitchell will be there rob golden will be there the great jeff reed will be there it's gonna be a shit show crazy because we all need to prepare for what we're about to witness on monday night so, come yeah. meet us. Come have fun. I would love to meet a lot of you. Um, I know Sam and Jordan feel the exact yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, have, a, we have a
2: few. I think we have a few bucket hats left. So, get a bucket hat. You know, just come hang out. Yeah,
1: you get a first edition Yenzer's bucket hat. Um, and they're going to be out. worth a
0: lot someday. They
1: will be. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan <laughs> will sign them for you. Sam and yes.
0: I but Jordan what will. but a smiley face.
2: <laughs> I will sign them with my left hand. It's going to be awesome.
0: There yes, you go.
1: perfect. Broken hand. <laughs> yes. um, all right, guys, let's wrap this thing up. It has been real, as always. Thank you for sending in your questions and coming to hang out with us today.
2: Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers and on Instagram at Yencers Official.
0: And don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere so that we can kick it with you every week. We will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Yinzers. Thanks.